the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tributed to this tragedy, accountable, and also send a message that gun owners have a responsibility. When they fail to uphold that responsibility, there are serious and criminal consequences. The 15-year-old suspect, Ethan Crumbly, is charged as an adult with murder, terrorism, and other crimes. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki told reporters Friday the president has a cold, not COVID-19, commenting on some of his symptoms reporters were asking about. And the president said on Friday his hoarse voice and cough were the result of what he called kisses from his toddler grandson. This is SRN News. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70 of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. Following program was pre recorded. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show. How about a fresca? Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. He's a strange doctor. Strange doctor. We finally made it to campus. Good morning and welcome, King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Thank you for listening today. A little bit fallish outside, turning toward winter. Um, the white stuff appears to be gone out the window, but uh, very happy to be with you here. Um, I thought this hour we might do a couple things that are a little more local. I got some national stuff to talk about, too, and I will get to that in a little bit. We'll turn the, we'll turn the page back back to uh, discussing uh, uh, supply chains because I'm getting ready to do a couple of talks this coming week up in the St. Cloud area on this issue and I, I have I have uh, 
I have to talk about this piece that everybody is talking about. Uh, that some teamster wrote about how hard the container shipping business is. Um, it is six pages of, of what looks like just a truck driver who's just uh, dumping all kinds of knowledge onto the page, and some of it's organized, some of it's not. It's it's deli- it's delicious. I will we'll get to that. Uh, but first, I had a little bit of a of a meltdown. I think. Um, last week, um, and I apologize for not being here last week. We were, we were unavoidably detained uh, by work uh, on a Saturday, so we couldn't get here for that. In fact, I was detained all day Friday too, so I couldn't even get to do a pre-record, uh, which we were trying to get done to talk about the jobs report uh, that we talked about in the last hour. But what we are, at, where we are talking about here is the fact that. Uh, while the, while the cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul may have pushed back against uh, desires to make uh, public safety a, a social work program, um, they did both vote for uh, rent control. Now, in economics, rent control does not have a very good um, have a very good record. Um, and I will talk about that in a moment. But I thought the most interesting thing was in a piece that I saw published, uh, published I believe on uh, on on uh, uh, two, on Wednesday of this past week in the in the St. Paul Pioneer Press um, that indicated that the that that uh, recently reelected, newly reelected uh, mayor Mel Melvin Carter has asked the city council to exempt new real estate construction from the rent stabilization mandate approved at the polls on November 2nd. Again, reading from uh, Frederick Mello's uh, article in the Pioneer Press, um, the city council president, Amy uh, Brenmoen, uh, said in an interview, the opposition was concerned about this very detail. Now that it's passed, our understanding is the language stands. We can't make changes that are substantive, and we think this would qualify as substantive. Until we see legal analysis and stakeholder engagement, the council is not going to take up exempting uh, new construction under a clarifying amendment that the mayor's administration is asking for. Um, not going to do it. Might, not going to do it. They, she says, wouldn't be prudent. But it's very interesting. Uh, the founder of the Exeter Group, Jim Stolpstad, uh, said he had a major in, had an investor in projects and said and said they're pulling out. Quote: This is from uh, this this person who builds apartment buildings. I could tell you firsthand. I could tell you firsthand. It happened to us today. An insurance company backing one of his company's proposed apartment buildings withdrew its support in light of the ordinance. Quote, a leader is pulling out of a new project. This is rippling across the local landscape. The only encouraging note is that Mayor Carter is suggesting he might try to modify the measure to exclude new construction. I'm not sure how that would get done. So this is, this is a problem. Capital has a, has a choice. It can go where it chooses to go, and capital seeks its highest return. If you want to have more affordable housing, your goal should be to build more housing, right? Just like we were talking about the last hour. Here's the problem. The problem right now isn't a problem of supply. It's a problem of demand. But if you say there's a high demand for affordable housing, the thing you probably shouldn't do is to restrict the supply of it. Yet, in fact, that is what the cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul have decided to do. And this is often the way that um, the economist Arnold Kling, uh, affiliated with the Mercatus Center at George Mason University, points out, most, most regulation is based on subsidizing demand and restricting supply, be it health care, be it higher education, or be it housing. 
the goal is always we're going to we're going to subsidize demand for houses by giving out housing vouchers, rental vouchers. We're going to subsidize homeowners by who are of lower income by subsidizing their use of electricity. And what we're going to do at the same time is we're going to restrict the supply of it by saying, if you come into our market, you have to abide by our rules that you can't charge a price higher than this. The problem is, there are plenty of markets in which these investors can go. Again, I'll note that Stolpstad's piece says they were in fact looking for, they were looking at an insurance company. And many times insurance companies who have a need for long-term investments that can generate the money that pays for death benefits or pays retirement benefits on, on, on various insurance products that they sell, they get income, an income stream over the short term and they want to invest it in something that will pay in the long term at significantly higher rates than they could get on, say, a, a 10-year treasury security. But you can't establish what you're going to get back on the investment when you're trying to write, when you're basically writing rent control on the fly. If I had one criticism of Mayor Carter, and I'm not actually criticizing him on this because he's been thrown into this, you know, and I, I, I don't know what his position was on rent control during the campaign. I don't know what Mayor Fry's position was on the Minneapolis ordinance. I don't know any of those things. I tell you, I have my great colleagues, uh, Mitch Berg and Brad Carlson, over on our sister station, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go listen to them 1 to 3 on Saturday for Mitch, 1 to 3 Sunday for Brad. They will have all the political details, including that. All I can tell you is what the economic impact is. And the economic impacts typically are you get less new construction. You get less investment in the existing construction. Rent control departments tend to deteriorate in quality over time because the landlord does not see a return on the investment. Because rent control typically, and we don't know how these ordinances are going to work, but typically you can't change the price, you can't change the rent on the building or you can't change it by more than, I believe the ordinance says 3% in St. Paul. You can't change it by more than 3% regardless of whether you put another investment in. So if you can't charge more than a 3% bump in the rent, you're not going to invest in putting new countertops. You're not going to invest in, in you're not going to invest in anything more than the minimal you need to keep your your rental license in place. You might do a bunch of renovation if you're allowed to go back and charge a whole new rent when a new renter comes into place, when the old renter leaves, that's fine. But the old renter, of course, is enjoying the then is enjoying the benefit of the rent control and isn't going to be likely to move. You'll get less turnover of these apartments at the same time. Put all that together. And what will you get? You get less dynamism. You get less people moving. You get, you, you get less construction. You get less construction jobs. You get less platting of, of places. You get less construction fees, building permits. You get less money as a city. Mayor Carter might be looking at this to say, hmm, this might actually cost me more than I thought. Maybe this wasn't such a great idea. Maybe, in fact, we should not do this. So he's putting a letter in to, to amend it. Um, uh, um, and they're, and they're, they're, in fact, <laughs> and so he's now ended up in a fight with his own, his own city council. Um, uh, is said all it says is and and the thing is when you do these things by an amendment like this the amendments typically leave lots of details out and this one just says hey by may 1 there's an amendment that says you can't raise rents and by three percent and they don't have any of what's what's backing behind there um so you get less building like the like the uh high the highland bridge development that now is going to be be postponed according to the builder unless there's some clarification on what they're able to recover what they're not going to be able to recover 
they're already seeing the effects of rent control in St. Paul, and the ink isn't even dry on the ordinance. They, I, I'm not even sure they've finished canvassing the vote to be sure the vote has, is accurately counted. We don't even know that. But what we do know is there's going to be less building of places in St. Paul uh, coming up in, uh, in anytime soon. We will be back with more and what's happening over in Minneapolis and Zillow right after this on the King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. This is important news. If you have unfiled tax returns, the IRS is shifting gears and ramping up investigations on non-filers this year. If you fail to file your tax returns for a year or more, or you owe back taxes, now's the time to call Optima Tax Relief before the IRS finds you. Optima is America's number one most trusted tax resolution firm, specialized in helping individuals, families, and businesses get right with the IRS. They're experts in the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, a powerful new program that can make results tax issues easier. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, Optima's award-winning team has helped thousands of people protect their paychecks, bank accounts, homes, and businesses by putting their tax problems to rest, resolving over $1 billion in tax debts for their clients. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Listen to the King Banyan Show Saturday mornings at 9 here on the Biz 1440. It's the latest economic news, trade information, your monthly jobs report, and much more. Join us this Saturday morning live on the Biz 1440. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No No wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the, the Business VIP Club and New American Funding want to pay your mortgage next year. This is Tom Matiney from New American Funding, and I'm excited to be the sponsor of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Contest. If you win, we'll pay your mortgage or rent for all of next year. That's extra money to take a family vacation, put in a pool, or help a friend in need. Enter once a day from now through December 20th at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle from the Business VIP Club and me, Tom Matiney, at New American Funding. I'm sorry I'm late. I had to attend the reading of a will. I had to stay to the very end when I found out I received nothing. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Yep, it's November, which means you kind of have to play. Uh, you have to play your Gordon Lightfoot, particularly if you live in uh, Minnesota. But I love this song even when I lived in New Hampshire growing up. Um, this, um, I got a whole new appreciation for this in the 80s when I first moved up here and people explained to me how it affected them who lived here at that time. Because um, I was dating my wife at the time and her roommate uh, was uh, from a ranger family. Uh, and um, and the and the father of the family he had worked in a taconite mill that uh, had closed. And I remember having chats with him and finding out what the life up there was like. And 
he said, well, you've heard the Gordon Lightfoot song. And I looked at him like, how do you know that song? And he's like, no, we lived it here. And so I got the story. So anyway, um, uh, anyway, glad to be with you. Uh, we're, we're, we're happy to be, uh, happy to be doing, uh, this hour for you here on the show. Uh, and I, it, so I wanted to tie the rent control piece to something else that's happening as well. There is an arrogance that happens in human beings and, uh, you know, you it's tempting to say it's only governments. It's not. It's all human beings, really, that think they can predict and find ways to trade on trade on goods and services in order to make a profit. We're glad they do so, because in the process of doing so, that prof, that profit and loss system allows information to be brought forward on what the relative value of goods and services are. They encourage us to produce things that are that are needed and discourage us from providing things that are not needed. The price system works really, really well. But people question it, and people love to hear stories of greediness. I encourage you to go back and read a book from many years ago, from 1998. There are lots of these financial histories, and I... I consume financial histories almost as much as I consume spy novels. They're, they're, they're my guilty pleasure. Um, both are my guilty pleasures. Uh, but one of, one of them that I like most is by Roger Lowenstein called uh, When Genius Failed. And it's a story of long-term capital management. Now, I have, I think, a couple listeners to the show who at one time or another worked as financial regulators. And they are probably intimately familiar with the LTCM story. You, you're, you may not be. And I don't have time to do the whole story because this isn't about that. This is about Zillow. And I want to talk about Zillow for a minute because there was a piece in the local paper regarding Zillow that, I wanted, that, that got sent to me. But Zillow um, is, of course, something that all of us probably have used to check out the prices of the prices of houses. I've actually wondered aloud about having at some point AR goggles by which I could walk down the street, look at a house, and then the goggles would tell me when did that house last sell and at what price and what's its current what's its current value. Indeed, Zillow has an algorithm that creates it. They call it a zestimate, right? If you've played around on Zillow, You've probably seen these numbers that they call zestimates, and it's based on a proprietary, a proprietary model that they've built to try to figure out what's the fair market value of those houses. And you could rely on those or not. I certainly have checked the zestimate of my own home and then compared it to, because at one point the assessed value that the city had put on my house had gone up by like, twelve thousand dollars which was about at that time about an eight percent increase and i remember looking and saying that feels like it's a lot is that justified by what the market's done and so i looked at zestimates and said yeah i guess i guess it's okay i decided not to go and complain to the uh to the zoning board of appeals about the the valuation they put on my house well, zestimates are not only used for the for the uh, edification of home buyers. Zillow itself was using them to buy and sell houses, just as long-term capital management was buying and selling, you know, uh, financial derivatives based on a model that they had created with the cooperation of two Nobel Prize laureates who'd received Nobel prizes for their models of pricing assets. That's the name of Lowenstein's book, When Genius Failed. If you know at all anything about long-term capital management, you'll remember it failed spectacularly. It did, and here's the why. Why was the fact that, that when I build models and when I tell students how to build a model to do forecasting, in case you're new to the show, I'm a faculty member at St. Cloud State University. I'm currently working as a dean. I'm not currently in the faculty but I have a faculty position in the university, and we'll go back to teaching someday, and I'll probably end up teaching forecasting again. When I teach forecasting, what do I teach? I teach my students to never extrapolate their model outside the experience of their data. 
Let me explain what that means because that sounds like a lot of big words. I'll say it slowly. Never extrapolate, meaning, and the word extrapolate means using something you have to say something, using something you have with the data outside that goes beyond the present time. Never extrapolate. You're a model outside of the experience of your data. Meaning, I'm fine with you interpolating, but I never want you to extrapolate too much. Now, there's a statistical reason for this, because forecast errors are a function of how far away you are from the mean of your data set. Okay? The error you make in forecasting is bigger as you get to the extremes. When you're close to the mean, your, your forecast errors are the smallest they can be. But they increase at an increasing rate as you get further away from the mean of your data. From, okay, if you think about, if you just think in two dimensions, right? If you think about, there, you think about a scatter plot, your forecasts are bet when you're try, best when you're trying to forecast something in the middle of the, dot, cl the cloud of dots you have. And they're worst when you're trying to extrapolate to something that's outside of the cloud. Well, that's what happened in 1998 to long-term capital management. You had, you had Russia, the precipitating event was Russia defaulting on government bonds. Their model didn't predict that, and they didn't have a way to figure that out. Zillow, in the middle of 2020, is seeing these house prices go up at rapid rates, right? And Zillow decides, it looks at its model for its Zestimates and says, because Zillow wasn't just giving you this entertainment value, it was also it was also using that for an arm of its operations called Zillow Offers, by which it said, if you would sell us that house for some percentage below 100 of our Zestimate, we would buy it from you, and then we'll turn around and flip it and sell it later. We'll, we can be more patient than maybe you can be. Right, and you see these guys offering to take take your house all the time, right? So, right, and they're they're out there, and who knows the model that they're working with? I personally, I'm not going to give you any any of my advice about whether or not you would take one. I'll just say I would not use one of those. I think I'm a patient guy. Um, that said, Zillow put this in, and there was a piece in Bloomberg late October. Um, and I'm just going to read the first two paragraphs. Faced with the fastest rising real estate prices in U.S. history, Zillow Group tweaked the algorithms that power its home flipping operation to make higher offers. It ended up with so many winning bids that it had to stop making new offers on properties. Now, after buying homes in the third quarter, more, more homes in the third quarter than it ever has before, the company is working through a backlog of houses that need to be fixed up and sold while facing an unpleasant reality, slowing price appreciation means it will sell many homes at a loss. So it wants to sell all those houses, right? So house prices are going down, and now Zillow wants to dump those houses. So what do you think is going to happen as, as, as Zillow goes to sell more of those houses? It will accelerate the decline in prices, right? A glut of houses on the market is going to cause an issue. So Zillow instead is saying, "Well, we'll sell them to, we'll sell them to a whole bunch of uh, uh, a bunch of uh, groups here. Um, uh, we'll sell them to uh, to various groups out there." So here's the connection to uh, Minneapolis, and we'll have to carry this over a little bit to the to the next segment. Susan Dew, in an in an article that appeared in the in the Pioneer Press. On uh, I believe on Wednesday of this week, maybe on Thursday of this week. Yeah, I think Thursday. Um, reported on the fact that they're going to sell a bunch of these houses to other, maybe more patient capital groups. One of them is a company called Pretium Partners, a private equity firm that has 200 houses in the mini in Minneapolis, mostly on the north side. And they are now upset about, and there are people now upset about this because they're saying, well, those people won't take good prices for our house. Um, they are, 
so Zillow is selling them off, and you have local people upset because some of the some of the houses, including 140 that Zillow owns in the area, might get sold to a private equity firm. And here we go again, just like with the rent control story. We have we have people in politics trying to guess at and control what happens in these places. Um, so, so do we really need the government to get involved in selling off these particular places? I don't think so. I don't think this is going to be good. You know what? Let's carry this topic over to the next segment while we have Gordon Lightfoot take us out of this segment of the King Banging Show on The Biz 1440. Sometimes I think it's a sin when I feel like I'm winning when I'm losing again. Are you the principal or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Tis the season of giving, a time we want to give back, uh, thinking of family and friends. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here for United Faith Mortgage. And one of the great ways to give back would be have a little extra money in your month, whether that is to give to your church or an organization, a nonprofit or a ministry you support, or just to help out your family. A great way to do that would be to do a cash-out refinance, putting more money in your pocket, getting a better interest rate, and setting yourself up for the future. Relieve a little bit of stress, too. And right now is a great time to do that with United Faith Mortgage because United Faith Mortgage is lucky to have a very unique direct lender advantage, meaning their team is part of a company that uses their own money and makes their own lending decisions, which is a win-win for you. For more information on how you can take advantage of a cash-out refinance with United Faith Mortgage, just visit them online at unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Mortgage Corp, Melville, New York. Animalist number 1330. Ryan Vrecka, Animalist number John Wichko here, owner of Advantage Auto Glass. I'd like to talk local, Minnesota local. I was born and raised right here in Rosemount and have spent my entire life in Minnesota. I'm proud that we're a local family-owned company. It really frosts me when national glass companies based in other states and owned by a foreign conglomerate try to say they're local. Advantage Auto Glass has been local, Minnesota local for over 20 years. We'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives and we'll fix your chipped or cracked windshield right the first time. Advantage Auto Glass has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and we're a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. If you call your agent or claims line first, make sure to tell them you want to work with Advantage Auto Glass, your real local, Minnesota local installer, and no one else. Or you can schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. Welcome back. King Banyan Show, The Biz, 1440. Yeah. Uh, okay. I guess I like this song. I'm not sure how I feel about it. So let's talk a little more about uh, the sale of these houses. Okay, so this story, again, Susan Dew, a reporter for the Star Tribune, um, has uh, been has has uh, um, picked up a letter that went from uh, Senator Tina Smith, um, 
uh, Minnesota senator who chairs the Senate Housing Subcommittee about the sale of these houses uh, that uh, Zillow needs. In case you just joined us, Zillow had an arm or had an arm. It's in the process of selling off this arm and, and winding up this operation that used its estimates of fair market value for houses to buy and sell homes on their own on their own portfolio. They tweaked the model to face what happened in the first half of 2021 when the pandemic caused the demand for housing to just shoot shoot off like a skyrocket. And now all of a sudden they're stuck holding a whole lot of homes that they have to make improvements in and they're not going to and they're and the prices of houses are coming back down. Oops. And they will. Those prices are going to come back down. All right? And I, 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 with all due respect to the folks that do the real estate shows here on, on the Biz 1440, and, and I love them all, um, they're, they're about to enter what I believe to be a fairly different market than they have been in for the last 18 months. Interest rates are not going to stay as low as they were, as, we, as we'll talk about maybe in a little bit toward the end of the end of this hour. Um, but along with that, the demand for housing is going to slacken a little bit as people see a higher prices and B realize there's no more. There's probably no more of that sweet, sweet government money coming that came in 2020 and 2021 through a series of bills like cares and CRISA and ARP. Those, those are not okay. That, that particular Santa Claus is not going to come down the chimney again. So they're going to lose some of that demand, and that's going to happen. Now, pile upon top of that this, and I'm going to read you uh, part, of this, part of this letter. Um, Troubling, these types of sales have the ability to concentrate property ownership in the hands of a few corporate-driven, out-of-town landlords with little meaningful connection to communities. In at least some areas of the country, these harms have been concentrated in communities of color, exacerbating longstanding inequities and limiting home buying opportunities. Okay. Uh, added to that, they include a quote from uh, a community organizer named Chloe Jackson uh, about uh, this particular one company uh, called Pretium Partners, who apparently is reported to be a potential buyer of Zillow's portfolio in the Twin Cities or in Minneapolis at least. Um, and Pretium owns, uh, owns hundreds of single-family rentals. Uh, its management company is Havenbrook's Home, and Havenbrook Homes, uh, according to community organizer Chloe Jackson, is not in the best shape. Quote, these tenants have major repair issues from infestations with possums and squirrels to broken windows, drafty cold windows in the winter, not having access to complete rooms, electricity going out and causing electrical fires. Unquote. Ne- the next sentence in Dew's article kind of just sticks in there. Minneapolis voters agreed to legalize rent control this month. Question Minneapolis voters. What do you think will be the impact of voting for rent control on major repair issues from infestations with possums and squirrels to broken windows, drafty cold winter windows in the winter, not having access to complete rooms, electricity going out and causing electrical fires? I predict two things are going to happen. One, those issues are not going to get better because the, the city council is unlikely to give them a sufficient return, they're simply going to tell them, oh, well, it stinks to be you. Two, you can expect your bottom dollar, just like what's happening in St. Paul, where Mayor Carter is talking to a couple developers and going back to the city council and saying, uh, get me rewrite, we need to fix this ordinance. I predict the city of, that, that Mayor Fry is going to have a chat with somebody from uh, Pretty and Partners He's going to say, you know, I'd love to fix up those places, but you've got to fix this ordinance. I don't think we can afford to fix what you're asking us to fix if we can't raise if we can't raise rent because we don't have any income to do this. Um, so, so, and then they go on to talk about the uh, the various the various things here. Um, so, 
So it makes sense. They're going to sell this off, right? They, they're going to sell this off. And this is, in fact, what places like Predium do. Zillow overpaid for those houses. Zillow's going to take the loss. Predium's going to get those properties at a discount to what Zillow paid. But for them to recover and to make the investment in these houses that these that these community organizers want us to have, they're going to have to have the ability to recoup the investment, which now is going to be subjected to the to the likes of the rent control crowd at the Minneapolis City Council. I wish you good luck with that. I don't think that's going to work out very well. These types of pricings and, and changes in land use regulation cause all kinds of problems. Did anyone read this one, this one piece talking about the supply chain issue? The Port of Long Beach um, sits very close to the city. I mean, is a significant part of the city. The Port of Long Beach has a regulation. The regulation says you can only stack the containers that come off a container ship two containers high. Other ports, including the one, the one just up the road in Los Angeles, do not have this ordinance. So I, I look at that and I say to myself, I look at myself and say to myself, well, I get it, but why did they do that? Well, the answer is, is if you go and read uh, the Long Beach Press, the answer is, it turns out it's not pretty. It's not pretty to have a bunch of uh, containers stacked up, four, five, six containers high. They block the view of the harbor, of the beautiful harbor in Long Beach. And so to make sure the city looks prettier, they only have two high. Well, what do you think happens now that you have container after con- container ship after container ship after container ship trying to solve the supply chain problem by shoving more and more goods into these West Coast ports? Well, if you can only stack containers two containers high, you need a lot more land. The port of Long Beach is pretty much out of land. There are reports in the in Southern California newspapers that empty containers are being left on the street outside of the port because they can't put them in the port. So they're just simply taking the containers, taking them off and stacking them somewhere and coming back to get them later. The the state of California, their answer to this is, well, if you have containers sitting in the pro- in the port, and they are in fact, they are in fact there for more than nine days, you have to pay a fee. How is that going to help solve the supply chain issue? What will that do to solve the supply chain issue? It will solve absolutely nothing. They're only making matters worse. Yeah, you have to. I mean, I, the story, the stories you get from them, are absolutely amazing. And these containers. And remember, you need you need a container to take. When you look at a port, right? You need two cranes, a crane to get it off the ship onto the port, onto the dock, and into the warehouse. And then out of the warehouse and off the dock and onto a truck to, or onto a train bed in order uh, uh, to, get, to get it out of the port area. Half, the, half of the ships that go, half the containers that go back from the West Coast to Asia are in fact empty. But because of, of issues in, in China and in Vietnam, it no longer makes sense even to send all those containers back. So you've got containers stacking up all over the place. And their answer and their answer is in, instead of instead of doing away with the ability to stack them, their answer is 
we're just going to charge you a fee if you sta- if you keep them here for more than nine days. Right. The city of Minneapolis probably should be happy that there is a capital market in which a company like Pritium can buy at a loss these places. But if you want them to be fixed up, you're going to have to figure out a way for a company like this to earn a fair return on the investment. Because if you don't, guess what happens? Zillow can't sell the premium. If they have to sell instead to individual buyers or community ba- based on profits, you won't go you you will get lower prices, you won't get those repairs. And what happens in the real estate market? Well, you can guess as well as I can. It's going to be kind of rough. So what happens when governments play in our real estate markets? It's not good. We'll be back right after this. You are listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Say funk. Say we're making it funk. So we can funk you up. The Biz 1440. KYCR Golden Valley. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 3853. There's a ton to explore at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Like the biggest savings around at our half-off deals tab. Click on programs to see your daily lineup. Win prizes at the VIP fan club. Catch up on your favorite podcasts and more. Arby's Computer Service. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boots. Arby's Computer Service. Are you the principal or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Welcome back. King Banyan Show, the Biz, 1440. Driven by the snow, I'm drunk and dirty. Don't you know, and I'm still. We got a short segment, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you right to the point here, even though that's a great song. Um, love that. Um, on the, on the uh, show notes, which is basically my Twitter feed, um, I also have posted for you this piece that was on Medium by a Teamster truck driver by the name of Ryan Johnson. Uh, from late October 
I saw it when it first came out, but it has just simply spread like wildfire um, over the last week or two. I've read it reposted on several places, and it's it's basically one truck driver taking a look at the situation of our supply chain and seeing what happens. And this is further evidence that prices do help manage things, and that's the point of the whole hour. Rent controls are a form of price controls. Price controls are a means by which we decide to allocate goods and services through something other than the market. Markets are not perfect, but they're, they're better in many situations than any of the alternatives that people provide. Not in every case. I'm willing to listen, I'm willing to, listen to exceptions, but there, I think there are very few to that. Um, it's important to note, and I, my, my brother works, net, works in, the, uh, in the freight business. Uh, he's been a salesperson for one of the major freight companies that everybody knows uh, and has been, been in that business for over 20 years. Uh, but before that, he and my dad, and during summer times, uh, at least three different summers that I, can rec- that I have in my head, I worked in one way or another around loading and unloading docks or rail cars um, as a kid and a college student uh, as a way I helped pay my way through school. I loved working in a, in a, in a I worked in a drugstore and in, in a dairy. I loved those jobs because they were so much easier, uh, you know, because I had, in both of them, I had air conditioning, which I did not have otherwise. Um, but one thing about driving a truck, you get paid by the load. For most cases, particularly if you're non-union, you get paid. You get paid by the load. Uh, if you're a non-union driver, you just don't get money. So if you look at truck drivers and people ask why are there so many fewer truck drivers, part of it's just the pay. If you're having to spend more and more time at these ports, which are being hampered by union rules for longshoremen or land use regulations or fees by the state. Uh, and so forth, um, what happens is you do not see those those truck drivers are getting less and less money as a result. Their real wage is, in fact, going down. And we know when you get lower wages, you get less people working. So that's what's happened there. Okay, so this letter goes on and on. While carriers were charging increased pandemic shipping rates, none of those rate increases went to driver wages. Many drivers simply quit. However, while the pickup rate for containers severely decreased, they were still being offloaded from the boats. Um, stacked trains are still, are still sitting loaded all over the country, waiting to get into a port to unload. And they have to be unloaded, and there's a finite number of rail cars because there are equipment shortages as well. So, so this letter goes on to talk about the shortages in drivers, the shortages in rail cars, okay, uh, and, and the coordination of shit, rail cars. You've got the problem of the coordination of warehouses uh, and so forth. What I liked about this letter and why I thought, thought I think it's worth bringing to your attention is that it shows the complexity of a supply chain. I'm going to be enjoying a, a couple talks this coming week with a couple of area, with a with a an area chamber of commerce, with a group of manufacturers, and both of them are asking me to talk about supply chains. One of the points I always try to make is this: supply chains require the coordination of a whole series of relationships that require people to specialize and trade with each other. Pandemics are major disruptors that blow up previously profitable relationships between various pieces of the supply chain. If you want those pieces to come back together, they're not going to probably come back together in exactly the same way they did before. Some of those relationships are gone and will not return. It could be bankruptcies. It could be a truck driver who's looked at that life of waiting around for a port to open and said, you know what? I'm going to go do something else. I'm not going to live this life anymore. I want to see my family. You know what? I'm a truck driver who's over age 55. I simply don't want to be part of this anymore. I, I'm going to retire. Not going okay. to do it. Not, right. They're not going to do it, right? So 
you are going to see more and more of these places. What I love about this letter is it talks about all of those various connections that have happened from the eyes of someone who's in the business, from the driver's eyes, which is something I'm somewhat familiar with, having my family worked on shipping docks and working in freight for years and years and years. My dad was a was a shipping supervisor for years and years. That's where I first learned how to, I could. I learned how to drive a forklift from my dad. I learned how to drive a split X truck from my dad. Okay, I learned these things, and I love the fact that they're there. But here's the other point: the way those things get worked out is by allowing prices to change, to allow people to search out the new profitable relationship along the supply chain. If you are not allowing prices to change, if you're going to fetch every time, I scared John. He probably thought I was going to say the other word. Um, if you're going to allow people to complain every time prices change, that's a problem because you're not going to find those new relationships. And that's why I say to you what I said in the previous hour. Some of what I see that's in inflation isn't really inflation. It's the change in relative prices that has to happen after a massive supply shock like we've experienced. It is what we experienced in 1946. It is somewhat like what we experienced in 1975, in the 1975 to 1980 period. Okay? This, they're different, but this one is actually probably a little bit better than it was before. But it can't get better if you think the only job you have is to hold prices. Now, there's an argument of whether or not you should allow a little inflation to happen to provide a backdrop against which those price, those relative price changes can happen more easily because reducing prices may be harder than raising prices. I don't have time to talk about that today. wish I did. It's an interesting topic. But all I can tell you is not every price change is a bad thing. Some price changes are good things be it in rental markets, be it in shipping rates, be it in the wages of truck drivers or so forth, those price changes induce changes in production, induce changes in supply chains that we actually need to allow our economy to heal and grow again. And we need to support those. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you again next week on The King Banging Show on The Biz 1440. Because I just want to talk to him. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. 
I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Samantha Cowell. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex Staff Stewart. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. Your exclusive source for... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.